This is the Pilot Life Podcast, the show that covers all topics of aviation. My name is Ray Maldonado, professional pilot and instructor. Thanks for tuning in and making your choice to become a better pilot. In this show, we do not only motivate and inspire, but give insight to the aviation lifestyle. Let's get started. Alright, for those of you that are new to the show, I welcome you to the Jump Sea, the part of the show where I get to go ahead and talk about my previous experiences. Alright, so for those of you that have been closely watching, yes, I am slightly behind. As a full-time pilot out flying on the line, 14-hour days, it gets a little difficult to get these episodes out on time. So all I ask if you guys have a little bit of patience, and I'll ensure you that I will get you the content you all deserve. So we're going to pick up today where we left off last week episode of the jump seat if you haven't heard part one go back and check it out okay how i started flying part two i'll explain how i earned my airline transport pilot in a cessna 172 so a little recap here during this time i already went through my private pilot's license my instrument rating commercial both single and multi cfi cfii and mei And during this time, this was all around COVID. So the end of 2020, beginning of 2021, when the aviation industry was on total hold due to the COVID pandemic, no companies were hiring and morale was really low. During that time, I was still instructing out of flight school and building hours. And since I was building hours at the rate that I was, I started realizing that my total time was getting close to meeting the ATP minimums. For those of you that are not familiar with how the hour requirement works to qualify for an ATP, I'll explain it. You must have 1,500 hours of flight time, 500 hours of cross-country time. Cross-country means a straight line distance point A to point B, more than 50 nautical miles. And last is 75 hours of instrument time. I meant each and every requirement except for one, the cross-country time. I did not yet have 500 hours. So I did a little bit of reading and some research, and it turns out not many pilots have a single-engine ATP. Shocker, right? It's just one of those ratings that isn't much use once you have it, because there isn't many airplanes out there that require that level of rating for the single engine. So after talking to a couple of examiners, it turns out there's actually only one that could administer the exam. In order to administer the test, they must themselves hold the rating. That is also why it was so difficult to get this process started. So the reason I really wanted to get my ATP single engine is I wanted to keep myself motivated. I wanted to keep myself reading, my skills sharp, And still in that mindset, high level of reading and everything sticks. And that's why you try to build one on top of the other on top of the other. So like I mentioned, it turns out only one DPE designated pilot examiner was able to administer the test. So I got with him, talked to him, and then I realized that the hardest part of this was going to be the written test, the written exam. Now, the written exam is a random set of questions that they pull from your answer bank, and you have to go out there and answer them correctly. 
I believe a 70% is your minimum, but of course you don't want to have a 70% when you're going in there with your examiner. You want to at least score an 80 to a 90. My toughest part was actually gaining the motivation to study for that exam. Like I said, this was the time during COVID, the pandemic, so morale was very low. And honestly, I had really little to no motivation to study for that exam, but I made myself do it. I really put the time and effort and I knocked it out, finally. So once that was out of the way, I asked one of my friends that worked there at the school with me if he would mind if he came up with me on a flight. He was also a CFII, and just to make sure that I still remembered how to fly the airplane, do my approaches, and I was ready to go for the exam. This check ride was exactly the same as the instrument rating. Only difference really was the tolerances. The tolerances were a little bit more tight. Now some of you are thinking, why didn't you just get the ATP multi-engine and call it a day? Well, a couple things about that. I couldn't do the ATP multi-engine without the ATP CTP class. The CTP class stands for Certified Training Program. And it was implemented back in 2012 due to an accident that happened. The Colgan Air Flight 3407. Due to that accident of the Colgan Air Flight 3407, a lot of changes came from it. The FAA really cracked down on several aspects of flying. One of them was the 1500 hour requirement and then the other one was the CTP class, Certified Training Program class. That is why, at first, there was no point on me trying to get my multi-engine ATP because I didn't have that class completed just yet. So it made sense to me at the time, let's knock out the single engine and then I'll move on from there. The requirements for a single engine ATP were different. They weren't as complicated as they were for the multi-engine. That's why I chose to get it done. And that's how I was able to do it in a Cessna 172. Like I said, it was just like an instrument check ride. Went out there, did a couple approaches, and then I called it a day. Honestly, it was probably one of the best things that I did because it just kept my mind sharp and me in the books. So if you guys have any questions about anything you heard today, please let me know. Send me an email at thepilotlifepodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to look for new episodes every week, twice a week. Mondays and Thursdays. Finally, follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram and on TikTok.